This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. One other tip off I got for you. If you're going to go to a bar in Hawaii, a lot of Samoans live there, so I wouldn't lip off if I were you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. My God, Samoans are big people. I ever... don't mouth off at bars. Nah, that's probably three. a good idea not to do it at all anyway. But have you spent any time around Samoan people? Yeah, I was in the Army with a bunch of Samoan people. They it was wild. They were like the Ooh. most athletic women I've oh, yeah. ever met in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. It was pretty impressive. It was. I mean, Kristen Burt doesn't get lippy at a TJI Friday singing karaoke on a Thursday. You You don't say. (laughs) Shocking. Frank Sinatra. I can see it's all lit up. You call these jalapeno poppers? Kiss my ass. (laughs) I don't draw any attention to myself because literally I'm the person you pick up with one hand and throw across the room. So (laughs) that'll happen. But no, I'm glad everyone's stronger than me. I'm glad you spent some time talking about Maui because once they open again and want you back, we all should go to support those people. They're really nice people. And it's a spectacular place to just stand and look around and go, holy God, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was supposed yeah. to do stand-up there next month. And, in Hawaii? Uh, in Hawaii, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. actually, I knew that. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Which island? Uh, I believe it was Maui, yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, we had to back out, but, you know, probably, it, it probably will end up getting canceled anyways. Yep. I mean, the show is still going on, but the people <laughs> I was traveling with were not going to go, and then now, after this happened, yeah, so... I don't know. Yeah, hopefully you can get back there and maybe do a charity show or something once it's ready to start seeing tourist dollars again. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to test your Hawaii knowledge. Oh. (laughs) Who is Joe Akupapuli? Kazute. He's the radio guy. Good job. How did you know that? Because I've been around you for a long time. Oh, just from hanging out. Joe Aku, Aku Head, they called him, Fish Head. You, Joe Akupapuli. You, like, 10 years ago said that, listen, I've never told anybody this. And you said this on air. Mm-hmm. You said you never told anybody this, that this is the guy I modeled my radio career after. It was one of them, yeah. And then I became obsessed with him. So I had that guy. I, like, researched him like crazy. And so it's so funny. When you said that, I go, oh, I've searched him. I've read so much about him. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you have a from- fast fact for us, Brittany, that you remember yeah, about what, him? Yeah, I like That's that. That's a really good question. Well, I just listened to a bunch of his audio, and I could hear similarities. Like, you're right. You could tell that you were pulled from a lot of inspiration, yeah. but it wasn't as animated. It felt more conversational. And what was he pulling that I was listening to? It was there – was, there was similarities, and now I can't remember, but I have a bunch of his audio saved on my other MacBook. That guy absolutely destroyed in Hawaii his whole career. Nobody would listen to anyone else. Oh, oh he destroyed. I thought you said they destroyed him. No, I was no, like, he destroyed what? everybody else. I'm like, what happened? I know. I was like, what's the tea? <laughs> and I believe – I can't remember for sure, but I believe he was born in Kansas. <laughs> so there you have it. Leaves Kansas, Kansas goes to Hawaii – Becomes Joe Akupapuli and kicks ass. There was it was there was like three people on you were mentioning, and he was the one that you'd said that you'd never said before. And maybe he wasn't the conversationalist, but there was. He, gosh, I would love to hear audio of him. Yeah, he was really good. No, there were three three people I did. Yeah. Steve Shannon, who was a good buddy of mine, and of course Larry Lujak. Nobody was ever better than Larry Lujak in at WLS in Chicago. 
He was a magnificent radio announcer. Retired, lived about two months after he retired. Oh, no. Oh, one that of those makes, deals. You're, that's why you're scared to retire. <clears throat> retire? Today. Who's 10 that? o'clock, I'm out. Oh, you're such a big talker. <laughs> um, no, I, that was back in the day where there was some really, really good talent in radio. There's no question about it. Really good people. So that's cool. Kind of like the Tom Brokaw's of television. Same situation. Mm-hmm. Magnificent news anchor. Did you ever talk to Tom Brokaw? I didn't. I haven't ever ever interviewed him or anything else like that. But, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. It was Tom Brokaw and it was Dan Rather and yep. it was Peter Jennings. Yep. Like, they, they were icons in broadcast news. It's a lot bigger than the deal now. There's no question about that. But, yeah, Tom... Tom Brokaw was a really nice guy, but he had a very short fuse for uh, tolerance. You start messing with him, he did not have much tolerance to be screwed with. He did not like it at all. He's all business. He's got no time for that. <laughs> he was. Very nice man. Very smart man. I believe he grew up in South Dakota, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, legendary people. No question about it. All right, you got a closer. Is there a closing bit that makes us all feel better after burning Maui to the ground? I know. It's so sad. I yeah, know. here's my closing bit. Um, they they have like taken a look at Barbie and what a phenomenon it is. Mm-hmm. 22% of people return to the theater for the first time since the pandemic to go see this movie. And I think the interesting thing about this, and I really hope studio executives are paying attention, they didn't come back for Avatar. They didn't come back for Top no. Gun 2. They came back for Barbie. And again, that is showing a trend of people are looking for original stories. People want something different. People want an event. People want a commu- something that they can be part of a, a community. And that is what Barbie has delivered. And it is the summer of women between Barbie, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. The economic impact those three women have had and I'm making Barbie a real person right now, but um, has been incredible. So Ed Sheeran gets no credit at all. No credit this summer. Not this summer. Maybe another summer, but this is not summer. <laughs> You're just getting rid of him. There's no doubt about it. I like it. his music, so I have no problem with it. I, but I've I'm never like, heard this him. is not his summer. This is Beyonce, Barbie, and Taylor. Was Barbie number one again this week? I think it was. It was. It what, was five weeks in a row? I think this was week number four. Four. The top okay. of the box yeah. I mean, that's a big deal to hold that number one spot for a month. That's a big, <laughs> big deal. Absolutely. And it's not only doing well in the United States, it's doing well globally. And I think that that, you know, speaks volumes for for what the impact this movie has had. I don't know of anybody that went and saw it that didn't like it. I will tell you that. Not one person's ever said, ah, it's kind of lame. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie Mm-mm. by any means. But I think so that there like are a it. lot of themes that resonate with people. Oh, okay. And you go, I appreciate what they did because it was so easy to just take the the very like cheap route of just going, I'm just going to make a Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. But they made a Barbie movie that makes you think. And even the music to it, the soundtrack, like we listened to it all the way up to Solvang and we were, and I was like, oh, here comes like the sad Billie Eilish song. And like, all right, here comes like, you know, the here's, the, <laughs> here's Ryan Gosling with like his, his Ken song. And it's just, it takes you on a journey as soundtracks should, or as any album mm-hmm. should. That's what music's about. So it was, I think, yeah, it's so funny. Right. Cause I took a uh, 12 year old to mall of America last week. Uh, um, just Josie jumped in my car and I was like, let's go to mall of America. Go, go, go's kind of crabby. 
and she goes, can we listen to the Barbie soundtrack? And she wanted to listen to every song oh, about God. three times. And I said, you know what? Hashtag girl summer. So girl summer. I love it. I mean, love, I love anything that's corny and girly and like makes me feel like we're on the same page. I love it. I'm in every yeah, call. It's really been a unifier. It, you know, I, I was listening to your show earlier, and I, everyone's like, we don't want to talk politics. This has been a unifying movie. I don't, Good. nobody is in a theater going, oh, this is a Republican idea. This is a Democrat idea. No, this is really about what women experience in general in society, what we've grown up with expectations of us and, and roles that we were taught and saying, you know, you're going to be the caretaker of the home and everything else. And, and, you know, it's for some people that still works, other people it doesn't. And but you know, having those expectations placed upon you can be really they're they're tough. They're tough to grow up with mm-hmm. as as a female in society. Tell and that Barbie to, kind of like knocks that down. Mm-hmm. Tell that to Ben Shapiro. Yes, he. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to tell that to he Ben Shapiro. He had to Shapiro burn because... all of his own Barbies. Yeah. That's so sad. What are you talking about? Ben Shapiro got so mad about it, so he burned Barbies on this, like, 45-minute explanation. Mad about what? Just, you know. About it's, uh, how woke it is and how. Oh, the movie. Yeah, really the movie. Woke. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and he loses his mind about it. But as I pointed out to somebody over the weekend, well, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah, he, he, that's You're his, right. That's his, that's his brand. That's his whole brand. That's is what he he's a supposed news guy. To, yeah, he's got a YouTube channel, and I don't really um, know who that is. I heard the name, but I don't know who it is. Mm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's a you know he's he's very right wing. He's a, a Jewish man, and yeah, what I, Shapiro? And I was like, what else is the guy supposed to do with this? Obviously, he needs to make yeah. a spectacle about it. I guarantee he political doesn't. Political theater. Yeah, he's he, doing his political theater monologue. Yeah, he doesn't feel that. He has no thoughts about Barbie, no. but he knows his people are gonna. You know, there's probably people that listen to him that want him to do this stuff as we talked about last week with certain comedians that go on morning shows and then just go on there to zing them yeah well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what your people expect you to do yeah yeah well, that's good true. luck on this show doing that that'd go over huge i it's so funny because if somebody came on here and just zinged us we'd be so used to it being attacked we'd go you're, yeah. lame. you're a lame zinger okay. <laughs> you know my nice. favorite thing about barbie right now is the progressive commercial have you seen the progressive insurance commercial? Yeah, I think so. Right in front of it's her Barbie house. Right in front of yeah. her Barbie house. He goes, I know her boyfriend, but I can't tell you who it is. I just can't tell you. I he's implying can. that he's dating yeah. Barbie. But yeah. I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I love that guy. I'll have to go anyway. look that one up. What is that guy? Do you, do you know the guy's name? Because he's really good in those commercials. Yeah, his, his, they call him Jamie on the progressive commercials, and that's his actual real name. Oh, he it is. is okay. Yeah, he's an improviser from the Groundlings, and how he God, got that he gig good. is he was a he was in the Groundlings with uh, Flo. The gal who is actually who plays Flo from sure. Progressive, yeah, that's yeah. how he got that gig. Yeah, he's been in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's got a few other right. credits. But yeah, very funny guy. Really is funny. That's a good gig. Mm-hmm. Flo has had that insurance gig a very long time. Yeah. All right, go put a shirt on, sister. I am fully clothed. <laughs> I'm fully clothed. And I'm ready to go work out. I've got my workout gear underneath. I'm By the all way. set. When we were waiting for you to come on, I saw London, and then she just ran away. She was not feeling it today. She was I don't know naked. What's happening? She was actually was naked. So yeah, that she was. was the cat true. was naked. Yeah. Yeah. She That's went on a girls' weekend, and she's probably hungover. So, all right, we'll shall talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. Feeling the pain of Maui again. If you've never been to Maui, I guess it'd be hard to understand. But if you have been there, you know it's just. It's like heaven on earth, and for it to burn to the ground like that is really sad. Yeah. 
We will be right back. A little uh, Chris Eggert coming up in a couple minutes. Many of you have taken my recommendation to give mnfatloss.com a try. I'm hearing from so many people how this program has worked for them when nothing else would. The mnfatloss.com program really has discovered the secret to weight loss. Just like the program says, I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days in the maintenance program, and now I went back to the weight loss program to get to my ultimate goal, about, uh, goal about 225, something like that. And honestly, it's just not hard at all. I eat real meat, vegetables, and fruits, and I'm not hungry or feeling deprived. They really have figured out the secret to fat loss. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 
Say 24 now, 24 minutes after, oh, 25 minutes after 8 o'clock now. Where's Lamo? He's on the phone today because Chris decided to have a dark day over at the uh, television station. What? What does that mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. You can ask him. What are you talking Chris, about? what's a dark day mean? Are you sad? We're, we're, in a, we're in a rerun on Minnesota Live today. Ah. I so noticed I am, that. I am not there. I am actually in the uh, front lobby of the car dealership right now, waiting for a little service appointment to get done. It's a big day. Mm. Mm. Did you find a car for your daughter yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you talk to Dougie? Did you go to flagship uh, Ford? Yeah, we're we're messaging. I think he's he's thinking a little bit higher quality than I am. So I need to. <laughs> well, I, mean I need to find a middle. I need to find a middle ground there. But my other guy's off to college now, so we don't need the car immediately. We oh, probably yeah. won't need. We won't need it again until you know Christmas break. So I'm going to kick that can down the road for a while. If you know what I'm saying. I understand, ladies and gentlemen. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48 minute financial evaluation. Chris Egger with us from a closet somewhere. Does it sound that bad? No, no, you sound fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My, normally when I call in using the, the, the video, it doesn't really look very good, and I feel like it sounds bad, so I thought I'd just call. Sounds good to me, man. So I was watching your news yeah. this morning. You know, Yes, sir. That was good. Um, yeah, it was, a, not a, it was a, a really, really, really not great weekend in Minneapolis this weekend, that's for sure. It's getting worse every damn weekend, and I tell you what, if we don't start paying really a lot closer attention to what the hell we're doing, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. I mean, there was started with an officer, an officer who got shot in the shoulder, ambushed on Friday night, and then there was, later on that night, there was a, six or seven people shot after a punk rock show, and then it kind of just went on through the weekend, so, yeah. So, Chris, they were having this punk rock show in their backyard, and two guys decided to walk down the alley with guns and just open fire on them for listening to punk music. I mean, I don't think they know what... I don't think they know what the motivation was yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so, I mean, there's really a lot that's not known about that one. That That's, that's going to be... I mean, normally... I mean, I'll say normally, but a lot of times when something like that happens, it's because... Somebody was there looking for someone, or they yeah. knew they were going to be there. Um, so that that hasn't. I mean, because so much has gone on this weekend, that you know that that one's kind of. I guess we're all sort of waiting to get some more information out on that one. But, but yeah, it's going to get harder and harder because people literally think they can do what the hell ever they want to now and get away with it. People literally think they can do. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's disgusting. I um. Yeah, it, it, and and I've got a friend. I, it doesn't matter. I, I I think she posted publicly about it, but um, you know Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities sure, Live, absolutely. And you were on. By the way, I wanted to correct Sansevier because he said he said you'd never been on Channel Five talking about the podcast. Oh, he said never. I think so. I'm almost positive you were on with uh, Elizabeth and Ben talking about it. Weren't yeah. You? Yep. At the very okay. beginning. Yep. That's what I thought. It's all right, Bob. I'm not mad at you. No, he, um, he wanted me to be on your news, taking your spot. That's what he meant. Well, I'm. Th- that's fine. Anytime you want to do that, I'll, <laughs> I'll stay home. And, you <laughs> and obviously, it's, it's not a very high standard if they let me sit there. But um, <laughs> Elizabeth was. Uh, she posted on 
Instagram this weekend about getting out and finding her happy place because their neighborhood in Minneapolis has been like her house and several of her neighbors have all been like robbed several times over the last couple of weeks and like uh. just repeatedly. And, and she's somebody who, you know, usually is, you know, she doesn't usually post the, and, and what she posted wasn't bad. She's just yeah. posted that she's frustrated with, she's frustrated with, you know, the state of affairs in Minneapolis right now. And, you know, I think a lot of people are. Well, we don't want to enforce the laws anymore. Look, I'm not saying that every cop out there carrying a gun is a good guy because they're not all good people. They're human beings like everybody else. So there's some, I would say in my life, 99% of cops have been wonderful. And you got a 1% asshole uh, outlet uh, that thinks they can do whatever they want. So yeah, they're not not every cop's a great guy, but I would say ninety nine percent of them are. Yeah, I mean that's funny. Is like, I think okay. So like in the military, and I'm not speaking out of term. This is a lot of people in the military agree with me. I'll I would I would even put that number lower. I would say it attracts. I would say eighty percent are great people. Twenty percent, you're like this is you should not be carrying. Well, a that's this yeah, is, you're probably right. This is crazy, and yep. it the, the big difference is like it is both both in the military and the police is like we are at a point where it's not, and I'm saying brotherhood, even including myself, it's not a brotherhood if you were letting these people stick around. We all we always protected all of our you yeah. know people, even the <clears throat> yep. you know the ones where we all knew the crazy person, the person who did this and that. And as now we get away from it, it's like, yeah, that's not that's not the way you can't do that anymore. Like most people in their precincts probably know the the officers that they don't trust. And it's like we just have to be at a point where we're telling on each other, you know. How about the neighbors you don't trust because they're psychopaths? Oh, there's that too. Let's not forget that <laughs> part of it. And I think I think the police are getting to that point. I think it, I honestly believe things are getting better. And I like because I like to believe that that it's they know that this is if they don't, it's going to bring down the whole, everything. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's going to destroy society. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah. You cannot do whatever you wish to do. That's not doesn't work. We all have to follow rules, and I got no problem with following the rules. Got no problem at all. Right? You know, but the the flip side the flip side of that is you know these officers have had so much go down over the last couple yeah. of years that I guarantee uh, you know um, people are like maybe holding off in certain scenarios and yeah um, because what. You, you, it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially too if you're losing a lot of people who don't want to deal with things, and you're you don't have that much manpower. Period. You're right. It's 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 a recipe right now for disaster. So what are we going to do about it? What can we do about it? I don't know. I mean, I I know that the I think the new, I mean I don't know what the. I don't know what the rank and file think of the new chief, but I do know that he seems very involved yep. and is out there. You know, he's at every one of these scenes. He seems very passionate. I mean, I think the guy definitely has got his, what appears to have his heart in it. Um, you know what, what that does. And there's all these, you know, I guess, you know, we're even sitting here focusing on the police when really we should also be and rather than that, we should be talking about the lawlessness that's everywhere too, right? Like, well, I mean, that's the whole point. Is it the, stop breaking yes. the damn law? How about yes. that? Ex exactly. And like the, 
the three people who were suspected of shooting the officer on Friday night, he mm-hmm. was unmarked and he was not dressed like an officer, I guess. Right. He had like a T-shirt on. So they don't know whether or not he was like purposefully ambushed because he was an officer. They don't necessarily think that was the case, but he was still ambushed as just a regular person then who would have, would have been right, in the wrong place right. at the wrong time. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a bad deal. That's for sure. We have got to stop allowing people to wander around with guns who don't have permits to carry guns. They can't keep doing that. Yeah, I also think, um, I think in that, I, I might be mixing this up with a different one, but in one of these, for sure, the weapon that was used was what they call a ghost gun, which is basically an untraceable right. gun. Right. Um, I don't know if that if it was that one, if it was the thing that happened at the after the punk show, or there was also a shooting in an apartment downtown last night where a couple people got killed. Um on Sunday, Sunday night at 8 o'clock. So, yeah, it's bad weekend. Well, Chris, uh, the cops are here for you. Officer Dave, Chris, Chris, Officer Dave. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, just the way this phone is set up, I accidentally dumped Chris. I'll try to get back on the phone. Poor Chris got yeah, the hook. This phone sometimes is a little wonky. So give me two seconds. But Dave, you go ahead and uh, tell me what, you were talk- what we were talking about off air, and I'll get Chris on in just a second. All right. There's nobody in the world that hates a bad cop more than a good cop. I agree. Because they will bring us, one brings us all down. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I got to be honest with you, and look, nobody knew that my my mother's cousin, Lamont Dean, was a detective on the Minneapolis, Minneapolis police force. He was a street cop for a long time, one of my favorite people I've ever met in my damn life. I miss him dearly. But I saw nothing but good cops my whole life. Even running around North Minneapolis, Officer Savanich, I mean, I wasn't related to him in any way, shape, or form. I had good experiences because I was respectful. People don't like being respectful to authority. You go with the program. The side of the road is not the place to argue if you're going to get arrested or not, (laughs) or you did something wrong. Right. You know, that's for the attorney. That's court. Just go with the program. Get If it's wrong, if the cop is wrong, makes a mistake. I can't tell you the amount of times I've unarrested people because I says, oh, you're not, you're not the guy I'm looking for. I'm sorry. My apologies. The description was pretty close, close enough to check you out. I'm sorry. Accept, please accept my res- apology. Well, that's nice that's, to hear. You know. It's happened a lot, taking the cuffs off a lot of people because you don't don't need uh, don't need to go to jail today. No question. Now, what time can Chris expect you to be at his house to arrest him? Uh, probably. Well, let's see. He's done with his show. What time? Oh, about another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said anything negative. By the way, <laughs> don't arrest me. <laughs> you haven't, Chris. You're good. I've, I've tried to do a good job of my life staying out of a jail, and I don't intend to go there anytime soon. I couldn't agree more. I've never been in jail in my life, and I never intend to be in jail. But uh, I think that gets back to the the way I was raised, too. And, uh, you know, I, I respect authority, and I think back to, you know, the whole 
original thought that I just think as a society, it would, would seem so lawless with everything. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I, I love having a news guy talking to a cop. I haven't heard this on on uh, the air in a bit. This is, I like this, as a matter of fact, little communication. It, it doesn't happen very often, Dom. No, it doesn't, and I don't know why. Unfortunately, when it happens, it 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 happens at a crime scene, or it happens when there's, you know, it's a it's a high stress situation. So it's uh, one of my really good friends is a St. Paul police officer, and we'll meet at football games and sit there and talk for, you know, an hour and a half because I'm fascinated to hear mm-hmm. his insight on everything, and it's it's a it's it's a hard world for them. There's no doubt about it. What do you think of that, Officer and Dave? Hard world. And I, I was out, and they keep pulling me back in. They keep pulling you back <laughs> in. It's true. All right, Officer Dave, we'll see you on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Have a good one. Take Bye. care, guys. Love you. Well, you too, Pally. Yeah. You know, he's such a little sugar tip. That's the problem with Officer Dave. Mm-hmm. You ever met Officer Dave, Chris? No, I have not. Officer Dave is about 6'4", weighs about 320 pounds, and none of it is fat. Little feller, huh? He is a gigantic man. I mean, honest to God, he must wear like a size 4X shirt just to get his shoulders in it. Those guys usually don't have a lot of problem with people uh, questioning their authority. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, you might be right about even that. The, even, the, even the baddest of the bad will look at a guy like that and go, nope, I'm not going to mess with this guy. Yeah, let's not stir the pot too much. Right. But, yeah, I was watching the news this morning. I'm trying to think of some of the headlines. Obviously, you were covering Maui, and it's a very, very sad story. But, you know, uh, any other lead stories we should know about? I think the Maui thing, unfortunately, and yeah. I heard you guys talking about it with Kristen. Um, I think it's, they said they've only um, searched like 3% of, uh. and they've already found close to 100 remains of close to 100 uh. people. I have, I have every confidence that by the time it's all said and done, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, breathtaking figure like it's just it's so i mean you guys have seen the video of it it's just it's like how many people couldn't even probably didn't even know it was happening right like it just swept through and uh it's such a such a bad deal and i i i was really surprised at that figure the police chief talked yesterday or spoke yesterday and um he also was mad because some of the people who were there covering it had been kind of traipsing around in places they hadn't been I don't know if you guys heard that part of it. He was like no. yelling at the, yelling at some of the media who are there, which I don't blame him. He's like, he goes, and some of you are, some of you we've seen in places you shouldn't be, and think about what you might be standing on, which was, I mean, that was a, that was a hard thing to hear. She's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I'm just looking at the headlines in the Star Tribune this morning. Nice headlines. Man shot at Minneapolis Punk Show was talented songwriter, dedicated friend. Shooting at South Minneapolis Apartment leaves one dead, two others injured. I could go on and on and on. All we do every weekend is shoot one another now. It's disgusting. Yeah, there was a lot that went down this weekend. There's yeah. no doubt about that. What did the does paper also had something funny, though, that made me... If you're looking at the headlines, you've got it pulled up in front of you. There was something that seems so 
fright, but it was funny because it was one. I, I don't. I don't even remember what it was. It was one of those like variety type type things. Like I don't know. Look through there and see what I'm, I'm talking I'm about. Check. I'm clicking on variety in the Star Tribune right now. There's some kind of like goofy thing, and I was like, oh, that's you know. And at first, I was like. With all that's going on in the world, this is what we're talking about. And I'm like, no, actually, it's nice to talk about some of those other things because if it, it things in the news have been very heavy this weekend. Yeah, so. you're absolutely right. There's a Pipestone National Monument. There's uh, some gigantic notions about a Minnesota Titanic sequel. Yeah, what is that now? I keep hearing about a Minnesota Titanic sequel. What the hell is well, that? James Cameron was up was seen up in Duluth. Right. Maybe it was last weekend. Right. So there's all kinds of conjecture that maybe he was up there scouting for um, an Edmund Fitzgerald movie, which oh, would be cool, by the yeah. way. And I've always wondered why somebody hasn't made that movie. Yeah, how many people, what, 20, 29 people got killed, I think? The Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh, I have to, I'd have to sit here and hum the whole song yeah, for sing me the to song. try and get to mm-hmm. that, that figure. <laughs> I don't know. And it rang 29 times. It was 29. You're right. Was it 29? All 29 crew members died. Mm -hmm. Yep. I did see this article. I put it in Tom's news stories that it might be the silly one you're talking about. Walker Art Center holds playful demon summoning session for families. What? (laughs) Wait a minute. Run that by me again. What? Sounds like an onion headline. Yeah, it does. Uh, Walker Art Center holds playful demon summoning session for families. The Walker Art Center held a pagan ritual geared towards families last weekend with a performance called Lilith the Emphatic Demon. Demons have a bad reputation, but maybe we're not just going to uh, getting to know them, said the event descriptor. It goes on and on about talking about this event. Um, And yeah. They said they they had a playful little. Demon. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want anything to do with any demon. With all due respect to the playful demons that are out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, communicate with Lilith, you can go ahead and text summon to eight three three five seven five ten forty nine. Who's Lilith? They. Uh, I believe that's. Oh, that's the, the demon. I think so. <clears throat> So, I don't, what is the point of having a demon show? What What are they? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. They just needed a break from those other headlines. You guys want to summon a demon? I can text my ex-wife. Yeah, there you go. Hey, oh. Typical. Burn. Burn. Take that, non-existent woman. Non-existent woman? He's never been married. <laughs> Yes, not his ex-wife, yeah. but it was still funny. That there was super know. funny, but I was just making sure we knew that <laughs> there wasn't actually someone he's slamming, mm-hmm. which is good. All right, so what else you got? We only got one more minute, Pally. What else is happening? Uh, oh, I was going to tell you a quick Tom Brokaw story because you were talking about Love Tom it. Brokaw a minute ago. Love it. So this lady who used to be a teacher's aide in my mom's school in this tiny little town in South Dakota – um, real nice lady, Mrs. Renshaw was her name. Um, she used to be a teacher's aide with my mom. That that same lady, Mrs. Renshaw, taught a young uh, Tom Brokaw when he was a lad growing up in the town, which is about 25 miles from my hometown. So this lady thought it was so cool that I ended up going into the news and that she had taught Tom Brokaw at some point. And I was just happy to be in the same conversation 
with Tom Brokaw. <laughs> yeah. At least if it was Mrs. Renshaw, but it was with Mrs. Renshaw. I just thought that was cool. It's that South Dakota cool. such a small place. No, it is wonderful. Tom Brokaw is a very, very cool. You know what's so funny about that? The, dinner, the first time I ever had dinner with Tom Brokaw, there were a few of us invited. It was a really nice, nice evening. And I was sitting next to Tom Brokaw, and Catherine was sitting next to me, and then the two chairs to her left were empty. And I found out later the reason those two chairs were empty, because Walter Mondale and his wife were coming, but then they found out I showed up so they wouldn't come. Dang. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. I get that from politicians a lot. You know, I suppose. Well, because I paint them as complete frauds who are in it for the money, that they get a little yeah, offended you, by that. You call them all out for what they are, which yeah. is uh, yeah, refreshing. I still love the fact that they have a big complex up in uh, whatever the hell, Brainerd, up in that whole Brainerd area or whatever. But it's hidden away. You can't see the house from the uh, from the highway. So there's a gigantic sign in the driveway that says Mondale. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the house, but you got to know we're here. So that's good. Yeah, Walter. Wow. Walter yeah. was not my kind of guy. Let's be honest. No doubt about it. Right. I I met him at Murray's one time because um, I was there doing a story about the their. But what's the name of their steak again with the cut it with a butter knife? Or I can't remember. Um, silver butter knife. Silver, yeah, that's right. That's it. Um, it is, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he was overly friendly. Oh, he's not. He <laughs> was not. A, he was never friendly to anybody <laughs> that I could see. But, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I know. It's just, what the hell, Walter? Cheer up, for Christ's sake. Wasn't he the vice president of the United States? Cheer up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well. Yeah, what the hell. Rest in peace. Exactly. Rest in peace. I, I, I didn't. I never knew Eleanor. Um, I don't think I ever even met her, but I had friends that knew her pretty well. But you know, the, well, the Hawkster. I think he he dated her for quite some time. Hawk and Eleanor Mondale. I think dated. And now, unfortunately, they're both gone. For Christ's sake, what's that? Crazy. All right, you pill. I'd say go back to work, but your lazy ass is at home now, so you don't do anything. <laughs> no, no, Bob. I'll be here in the car car dealership for the next three hours. So, will right. you grab Wish mine you too? I need an oil change bad. If you're just running errands in general, just absolutely leave your keys on the dash. I'll yes. pick it up. Thank As Gelfan would say, do your best and gentile them down on the price. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gelfan. I'll do my best. Me. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. I just love that about Galvan. Everything is Gentile. Oh, really? Yeah, is it? right. Okay. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Chris Eggert with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a break. Be right back. A little news, a little information up next. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Well, Steve, Tatiana, Catherine, and I, are they're, they're really good friends. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre's dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. 
Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. It is 8.52 now. Eight minutes uh, until nine o'clock already. Just they got some good stuff on the uh, the complete sheet this morning. Ooh, give me some. Eight reasons you're waking up tired. Do you have <gasps> you have any idea what any of them might be? Hormonal, okay, stress, hormonal. stress, um, age, age probably has something to do with it. I would I would agree. Okay, you ready? Yeah. The eight reasons you're waking up tired. If you're dragging today, you can blame it on a case of the Mondays. But if you're waking up tired a lot, one of these things is probably to blame. The eight most common reasons we wake up tired, number one is fatigue. Well, aren't you supposed to get rid of fatigue by sleeping? Yeah, that's what's confusing. Fatigue, Mm -hmm. so it's like an overall fatigue. I guess. Maybe you underslept or had a taxing weekend. Either way, you probably just need more sleep and a few days to recover. If you're constantly fatigued, get your annual physical to make sure there's not an underlying reason like you're dying or something like that. I want to get my hormones checked. Everybody I know who's my age who gets their hormones checked, they're like, this is off and this is off. And now I take this and they feel better. Well, that's good. Right? That's a good thing. A sedentary lifestyle, which I don't think any of us have. Thanks. If you just sit on the couch and never exercise, your body gets used to it. So doing anything physical is more exhausting. Try to get at least 150 minutes of modern exercise each week. 150. So what does that break down two and a half, to? Uh, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you get a lot more than that, I would think. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I look at that as when you say exercise, I I look at it formally. But you're right. Like, of course, I'm walking the dogs and stuff like that. But I, like, consider running or, you know, the formal tennis or something. But, yeah, I'm sure. No, just get up and move around. That's That's the most important thing. I haven't gotten up once today because I barely drink water. You're a disaster. 
<laughs> That's all there is to it. Anxiety or depression, people don't realize how uh, draining it can be, and it can mess with your sleep, too. See a doctor if you think you need help. Some meds uh, that treat anxiety and depression can cause insomnia, so keep that. That's so amazing. They treat anxiety, you think you'd sleep better, but it causes insomnia. Oh, That's not good. No, it, sleep is everything. It is. It You're will mess with right. you so hardcore. So it's, I feel bad if you have to be on a medication that keeps you up. I feel bad for you. If you want to try a more holistic version of it, uh, I went and saw a hypnotist for anxiety. Oh, really? One, and? one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. Changed, really? Completely changed me. Yeah. How many did you have to go, how many times, how many sessions? Uh, I think I had gone, let's see, I think maybe like six times because they had different levels you can go to. Like I didn't max it out. I think I went six times, but in those six sessions, this person gave me the tools to be able to go home and work on this stuff on my own. Yeah. And one of the big things that he gave me was like these audio, like these 15 minute audio sessions. You just put your headphones on, you sit in a room, you close your eyes. And there was a couple of times, it's only happened to me once, but they talk about transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. where I was in this zone and I was, you know, eyes shut and I just remember everything going white. Really? And then I just snapped back into reality. Wow. It was like, okay, so now I know what they mean by like you transcend to a different place. It was like my brain had kicked into like some sort of weird... I don't know you know what you want to call it ethos like it was it was the most insane thing and I just remember feeling so light afterwards like my body was floating. And how did that help with your anxiety then? Like how did that translate? Uh a lot of the stuff is just remembering that anxiety is it's a fear of consequences and one of the big big steps in this is just remembering everything is going to be okay. Yeah. On the backside of it no matter what it is everything is going to be all right. And there's certain things you can physically do as well because when you have a lot of anxiety your eyes are very focused. It's almost like a a form of um, a flight fight or flight it's your uh your in your nervous system kicking yeah, in. Yeah, so it, it, your eyes are very focused. So if you move your eyes in a circle and around the room, that'll help break your anxiety. And if you notice that it, during anxious moments, your jaw and throat get very tight mm-hmm. to try to like release those things. Up. And then four, seven, eight. It's called four, seven, eight breathing. So you, uh, so you, you inhale for four seconds. You hold for seven seconds. Exhale for eight seconds. And you do that over and over and over again until you can feel your heart rate drop. There you go. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're bored stiff. Is that why? Bored stiff? No. It's uh, it's just one of the... Like, I do it a lot before I go on stage. Yeah, bring down oh, yeah. your heart rate. That's a good rate. idea. Yeah. yeah, so I'll kind of just stand in it's the back. Like, it's like, you know, normally an event happens and cues up your body. Yeah. But if you do it in reverse, your body, it's, it's like... Um, it, it's that tricking it to say... I'm calming my body down yeah. to then change the way you're reacting yeah. to that. It's like, I like that. That's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I do remember a nice uh, young friend of mine, a young African-American fella who found out that I was meditating. And you know what he said to me? Hmm. You meditate, I heard, man. You really meditate? I said, yeah. He goes, Sim Salabim, bitch. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that means. I don't either, but... I don't know where he came up with that one, but it was pretty funny, actually. That is really funny. Inconsistent sleep. You can't really catch up on it, like sleeping 10 hours on a Saturday to make up five hours the night before. So try to uh, consistently get your seven to nine hours of sleep. That'd be good. Um, yeah, sleep is a huge part of this whole, I'll, I'll, you know, the anxiety, depression, if you're not getting enough sleep because of that's a bitch, sedentary lifestyle, you don't move around, uh, yeah, the fatigue part of it. 
Poor sleep environment or routine to get your best sleep. Your bedroom should be dark and cool at night. Stop using your phone in bed. Don't drink caffeine unless uh, less than six hours before bedtime. And avoid alcohol at least two hours before bed. Uh, sleep partner problems, uh, also known as the person snoring in your ear or kicking you in their sleep. Well, Catherine and I don't sleep together on work nights, so that's not a problem. I don't really have, I, I have a lot of anxiety still. Uh, that's the one thing of, of all these. There's only one more sleep disorder. People with sleep apnea can wake up 50 to 100 times throughout the night. 100 times a night they wake up. Man. That's got to be horrible. That's brutal. They never hit a really deep sleep either. There are apps now that can uh, help track your sleep patterns that you might be a good place. That might be a good place to start. Or your doctor might want to send you a, a sleep lab to get the most accurate results. Have you ever done one of those? A sleep lab deal? Yeah, many, many years ago. The problem that I, I literally have is a, is a carryover from as a kid. I, I get a lot of anxiety when I sleep. I don't have a lot of anxiety during the day when I'm awake. It's only when I, I'm asleep that I get a lot of anxiety. Like the being so vulnerable kind of feeling? Yes. Yeah. And have you ever talked to anyone about that then? Mm-hmm. They said, just bring a gun to bed with you. I'm sure that's the advice they gave you. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. No, I don't think that's what eh, happened. What the hell? It, it all works out in the end. Yeah, I, I, anxiety is a, a big, uh, I don't, I suppose there must be a little, I don't really feel depression, but there must be some involved with the anxiety. Yeah, I think it's there, there's probably, you know, intertwining some of that stuff. Well, the biggest problem for me in anxiety, it always has been, I have a very, very hard time trusting anybody. Yeah, well... Because people are not trustworthy. They will do whatever is best for them. It's, I mean, that's a hard one because I'm sure you've been proven right many times. And yeah, I don't even do it on purpose, but it's like, well, I don't, why should I trust you? You're probably a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I've been met with that for you and other people in my life for sure. And I think it's hard because sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like yeah. you push people away and then they're like all of a sudden, well, screw you over because at that point they hate you because whatever. And then sometimes it's just a correct prophecy that you've been you've been right before. And well, so that's hard yeah. to prove. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. hard one to do. Um, I never had anxiety until the first time I really felt it was I was pregnant. I all oh, of a sudden yeah. had that generalized yeah. anxiety of, I don't know why I'm anxious. I just know that nothing's going to go right feeling. And that is a, t and so people have to deal with that all the time. That's a terrible feeling. It is. I can understand that. Yeah. No question about it. Well, I've said this before. I've, I've talked about this before. The only times in my life I've ever been screwed over was when I was trying to help someone. Yeah. That pisses me off to no end. It's a hard so one. I step up and try to help you, and you still screw me over? What do we say? The road to hell is paved with good intentions? Yeah, I guess so. Jesus. I, I, why people are like that, I will never understand. Yeah. Oh, well, you got a fortunate life, so I. I, I that's, that's not the point, asshole. I can see why people stop, like, putting their neck on the line for things because... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many times, like, someone's been like, oh, do you know um, uh, a car repair place? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this guy. And then something happens, zany, and now I'm getting reached I out. I said zany. And you're like, I don't want to be involved. I don't want... Or, or if you even dare to set two people up on a date, like the elaborateness, how that can fail, or this or that, and how things... Man, I can see how it'd be really easy to kind of quit trying... When you hear like, hey, uh, we need a stand-up comedian. And then Rudy's like, oh, I'll get one for us. And how all that stuff can blow up in your face, mm -hmm. even though all you're trying yeah. to do is help. 
Yeah, I got, I'm going through that right now. A friend of mine was like, hey, can you get me on a show? And I said, sure. And the person who booked it said, if this person sucks, you are both dead to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a different comedian. There you go. <laughs> I, I, will find I, I don't have as much faith in this person as I thought I did. That's a terrible feeling. <laughs> I tried to book somebody last week. Uh, for a different thing, they were asked, reached out, and all of a sudden they couldn't do it, and uh, it was like compounded where I was on a show, so I'm like throwing them in the mix, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, the headache you get from just some doing something that people ask you for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, what did they ask you to do? Oh, somebody was just reaching out saying, oh yeah, that comedian would be great on this show or whatever, and I was like, yeah, 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 let me reach out, and next thing you know. You have to like find the place and this and that. And then like they didn't, that time didn't work. Okay. It's just like things, it, I can see how people, like I love being involved. I have that disease where I'm like, oh, I'd love to help. Or I know somebody. Right, right. But I can see how it'd be way easier if I just took a step back and didn't yeah. get involved at all and want to help anybody. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll get there. No, you will. And you help the people you know you can count on. Yeah. And no one else. I mean, look, if somebody got hit by a car, I'd go to help them. Obviously. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, obviously. But but most people are, are just not trustworthy. They yeah, but you, you talk a big game, but like if I said, oh, I need a, um, a like a, I'm trying to think of what we don't, like a, a good dentist, mm-hmm. you would be like, here's your person. You would. Well, yeah, but I know you. Yeah. But I feel like you would get involved. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't get involved in like overhearing the conversations and wanting to. Input. Listening on other other people's conversations. Just like if somebody came in here with a dilemma, I I've seen you do this though. Like where you go, here I got the guy for you. Reach out to this guy. Yeah. But you're right. That probably has bitten you in the ass before. It's mostly when money's involved. It all. Whenever money's involved. involved, then you're screwed. Yeah. Because people will do anything for money. Right. It's disgusting. Unfortunate. Right. Yeah. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.